Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said in these known today are the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. You know, it's a sacrifice you have to make. You know, sometimes you got to f- sacrifice uh, comfort for for fashion. You know, you goddamn right. It's damn <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> so we are recording. All right. What kind of sound are we using? Well, we always use the nothing but the best scrotum sound. That's right, man. Extra salty. <laughs> As always, that's the premium uh, scrotum sound. Oh, hell yeah. All right, so hold on a second here. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure. Nice hat. Thank you, sir. Very nice. Welcome, welcome. Another episode of Cinema Slaughter. And you are? I'm Lenny Bucciolato. And I am Omar Atiyah. I am Omar Atiyah. Yes, you are. The great, the great, the The fabulous, the absolutely fabulous, indeed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I started watching, um, I'm on the second episode of uh, Queen's Gambit. Did you see that? Oh, I I love that. She is just so riveting in that i the only thing i hated about that show was that there weren't enough episodes like i wanted more yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm only on the second one now but um it's like it's never boring like never you know you'd think something about chess would be kind of you know whatever but it's it's done so well you know yep and, and she's even, got that expression, man. She's that just like kid her is eyes. something else. She is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. She is. Yep. She really is. But Anna Taylor Joy, um, mm-hmm. she just crushes it. Later on, yep. yes, but late. What happens to her, and how she lives her life, and how the story unfolds is just—it's really well done. I want to read the book. It's definitely—it's definitely one to watch. At the yeah. very least. Yeah, but you know, I spent um, two weeks in horror series, non-genre. It was the Shit's Creek. Eugene oh Levy yeah, yeah. My both Levy. of my brothers, my both of my brothers uh, watched it, and they keep talking about how good it is. I started it back in November, mm-hmm. and I saw one episode, and then um, I don't remember what the hell was going on. It's probably around the time. You know, it was Thanksgiving after that. And then I started, uh, I went back to work. And yeah. um, and so I just was busy. And then the holidays and everything else. And finally, I was like, you know what? And people started talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I have to get back into this. And it's so well written. The comedy is is on point. I mean, it was, they're hysterically funny. You know, Eugene Levy is is ridiculously funny as it is. So, and I love that sense of humor. So yeah. uh, and it, his son, who plays the character David, um, I mean the whole cast is just just fantastic. So I recommend it to anyone who's yeah. interested in a comedy series. But the the characters are so interesting, and you know, and here's another one that six seasons, and that was it. You know, they ended the show, and I wish they kept going. It was just so damn good. And um, well, I think they're following uh, following the Seinfeld uh, idea of 
finishing it while you're on top, like like you know, oh, yeah. ending while you're on top, so that you know, because yep. there's so many really good shows that just you know just keep going on and on, and you know that they, they, you know, Walking Dead. Hello. I was a huge Walking Dead fan. I started Same off here. reading the comic books, and and I was you know totally obsessed mm-hmm. with this show. I mean, it was. It was everything, uh, especially because I was a huge Romero fanatic and I love zombies. Although, you know, as of late, they've been getting a little bit. Um, it was a little long in the tooth. Anyway, the, yeah. the show yeah. just fell off. I mean, the after Negan was introduced and he killed off a couple of characters. And after that season, I was done with it, especially after they killed off um, Chandler Riggs's character, you know, and. I don't know. And then Rick left the show and. Yeah. I, 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 I gave up on it long before that even. Yeah. yeah. It just got too, uh, it got too repetitive. I mean, what, what more can you do with zombies, you know? All right. So, you know, obviously you're going to have to have bad people, regular humans, you know, but what, you know, I mean, with zombies work well in movies. Yeah. You know, but as a whole series, you know, unless you're going to introduce some new element, some other, you know, uh, whatever, you know, uh, I mean, you can't, it's not a vampire type show or, you know, or a werewolf type show, you know, but yeah. you have to do something different to, to, to keep it fresh. But if it's just zombies and bad people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It yeah. Just, like I it, said, it, it kind of wore out its, its welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they tried to mix it up a little bit, and I give them credit for doing like the whispers and stuff like that from the comic book show, uh, from the comic books themselves, in, and uh, adapted it into the show. But you know, I'm, I think it's for the most part, it's it's done, and I think this is their last season anyway. So it yeah. is what it is. But um, it started off, it was fantastic, and I couldn't oh, get enough yeah. of it. And, I remember uh, like those first. Uh, like maybe two seasons every like with every episode you watch the beginning and there's that music and you're excited but oh, at yeah. the same time there was a sense of doom and like oh my god this is so Dude, we would heavy. have watch parties i mean we yeah would get together like 10 or 12 of us watching this yeah show. and obviously you know pre-covid because you can't get together with anyone anymore yeah right um which, you know, uh, after a while, I'm sure everyone at this point is feeling the sense of, of pressure and uh, not being able to, you know, be social and, and everything else. I mean, it, it gets to you after a while. So, you know, oh, absolutely. You know, shout out to everybody dealing with this bullshit right now. And hopefully we can get through it real fast because and I say real fast, which means like another year and change. Um, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm like everybody else just burnt out of it. Well, they're uh, vaccinating, I believe, 1.5 million people a day. Is that a real number or is that just like a bullshit story? I don't. I mean, you're still talking about. You know what I mean? About, it's like, how do you know? Well, so. uh, you know what? Here's the thing, though. I don't know if it's 1.5 million shots because, remember, you got to take two shots. Right. So I think it's uh, 1.5 million of each shot i don't know i i'd have okay. to like you know read up on that but uh yeah yeah it's, uh, I, it's a tough I call i mean you don't you don't know but 
you know, hopefully we were able to get past all this stuff. I mean, I know it took like three years. Well, I think, weren't we talking about this earlier? The, uh, the, the, the pandemic in 1918, what, um, oh, the Spanish flu, the yeah. Spanish flu, it took them three years to get past, to get past that. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, but I mean, of course, back then, well, I mean, it's like a lot of things to consider that they, they didn't have the medical technology and, you know, understanding of genetics and, and stuff like that. Uh, of course, the populations were a lot smaller, but and they didn't have yeah. a general fear or mistrust of science like we do today. No. Um, you know, anti-intellectualism. Um, so anyway, I, I, yeah, we digress, and I apologize. Indeed. You know, we don't want to get into that. We want to. We have enough uh, fake horror to worry about than dealing with real horror. So we'll we'll dig right in today. Today's topic of discussion is. Um, something near and dear to my buddy's heart. This recent, yes. you, why don't you introduce it for us, Omar, and paint a picture of this because this is uh, all you, baby. I know, I know it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are discussing uh, Psycho Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman. Uh, psycho Gorman. P.S. for short. Right. Um, I no, uh, I thought it was P.G. for short. Oh, I'm sorry, PG. My right. bad. Um, so, I, man, I know you didn't feel the same way, but I just no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak my mind. I'll in speak a moment. for for yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, man. It, it was all right. So it's this uh, '80s and maybe a little '90s inspired um, horror flick. You know, it's all pretty much almost entirely uh, practical effects. It's a comedy. It's it's goofy. It's about these uh, two kids who discover, you know, they're digging that they're outside playing around and, and they dig in the earth and and they found it, find this like glowing crystal um, that right. was buried on earth, you know, millions of years ago. And under the crystal is this container that holds the namesake of the movie, um, the character, I forgot the, his real name, but the kids right. decide to call him Psycho Goreman. Right. Um, and he's this uh, ancient warlord that, you know, battled and conquered throughout the galaxy, you know, millions of years ago. And 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 it's just over the top. Um, they, they kind of befriend him, but he wants to kill them, but they control him. This girl controls him with the crystal and he's trying mm -hmm. to... Yeah, uh, get to the crystal and then he end, uh, when they uncover him it draws the attention of the powers that um, that buried him in the first place and um, and it just just it's just crazy it, it, it there's like dynamics with you know family relations and and um, it's just over the top it's it's really crazy a lot of like i said practical effects i think there was only like maybe one scene that i could think of that had you know a modern looking cgi and it was a quick clip um yeah. everything else is practical and um i i just had a ball with this movie it was just so silly and ridiculous and it kind of took my mind off of the times that we're living in where everything is just so miserable it's just great to see like a cheesy and i mean cheesy sci-fi flick you know cheesy doesn't even do it justice i don't think 
Yeah. Uh, where, I don't where, know. First of all, where, is this a foreign movie? Like, I, you know, I it's think we Canadian. talked about it. It's Canadian. Okay. But yeah. I felt like it was a lot farther than our northern cousins. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it felt like it had a European. Yeah, uh, it did have some, certain uh, European sensibilities. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but and it had uh, this feel. Yeah. It had this uh -huh. feel of uh, of like a Power Rangers, a fucked up yes. Power Rangers movie, especially in the scene where, um, you know, I, I mean, you can't ruin this movie because it's just so silly and over the top. But um, Psycho Gorman's former allies come in, and and they're all in these crazy outfits, and it's all you know puppets of makeup and so. gallery. Yeah, and they're just like just crazy over the top, and and he's got to battle them because uh, they turned against him, and it, it was very Power Rangers. Um, that was where I throw in the '90s. All the uh, well, okay, and, and also the Templar uh, Queen or whatever she was. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just so silly. I, I just loved it. It was. Like I said, an escape. I love goofy stuff. I like movies that don't take themselves seriously, where they mm -hmm. just you know make fun of themselves. And and what was I, the I um, Psycho Gorman? He sees this uh, magazine with like a beefcake photo, right? What was that all about? When uh, um, he's totally into this this hot guy or whatever that was in the magazine. Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> I vaguely remember that because this whole movie had so many scenes, in my opinion, that I think are going to become uh, cl like classic. They're going to be quotable at some point, you know. <laughs> I just have to watch it a couple of more times to remember remember scenes. Like you know, like we could quote you know Schwarzenegger movies, Ghostbusters, stuff like that. Do you I, remember? I think this movie is be like all that. right. So Omar and I worked together. We we worked for a telecommunications company years ago. That's how Omar and I met. So we became instant friends because he had the same stuff on his desk, like I was into. Like he had a caricature of Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah. And he had like Hellraiser figures and a bunch of other stuff on his on his desk. And and so even though he wasn't at his desk at the moment that I was you know passing by, I was like, this guy, we're already friends. We just don't know each other yet. So but years after we've been friends for a while, we were in the office. And this was when um, Napoleon Dynamite first broke. Right. And you were like, dude, yes. you got to see Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, all right, I'll watch Napoleon Dynamite. And then I came back to work the next day and he's like, yeah, did you see it? Did you like it? And I was like, dude, this movie was fucking shit. Like, are you kidding me? I, do you really like this film? And I'm like, that doesn't it, it was just dumb and so weird. And then, and then I started rattling off the scenes in the movie and then this scene and then this. Scene. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> at first i was so dead set what? and immediately i was after quoting the stuff from the movie everything is really quotable and dynamite was and it was so weird and different and now it's a movie that we love to watch and then we quote and you know it's it's older now and i we watched it like a year or two ago with my son sebastian and i got sebastian now he's 18 but at, you know, at the time when he was a little bit younger, I got him into a bunch of movies that, you know, stuff that we love to talk about. And we watch again and again and again. So 
that was one of the movies. I was like, all right, so we need to see Napoleon Dynamite. So when you were like, dude, you need to see Psycho Gorman. You need to watch this and watch it with a crowd. So I grabbed my buddy, which is, you know, my viewing partner now, um, Sebastian. So I was like, all right, dude, Omar says we need to watch this movie. And he's like, oh, all right, well, you know, so we'll watch it. So we sat down, we put the movie on and we were just dumbfounded. And I was just recalling that moment where we were talking about, you know, Napoleon Dynamite, where it was a movie that I thought I hated, but came to the realization that it was actually a great movie and funny. And so this was not that movie because I still, as I think about it, I just think about how annoying it was. And I think because the characters in the film are so abrasive and so God awful, you know, I mean, I'm sure the kids did a good job of acting and I don't take anything away from the kids. Uh, And I know that they were written that way, but especially Mimi, the sister, and we, I, I know you and Rob and a few other people talked about this. Um, you know, the sister was just fucking morally reprehensible and obnoxious, and just twisted and obnoxious, and just you know treated her brother and everyone around her, you know, like a at best a second class citizen, and at worst she was willing to just you know let them die if they had to, you know, like just to appease you know whatever you know twisted sensibilities this kid has. Power hunger, power hungry and everything, you know, like, so at this point, you know, we watched it. And afterwards, Sebastian was like, dad, you have to text Omar and tell him, you know, how (laughs) worst thing he's ever suggested. (laughs) He's like, how could we have watched this movie? Um, Like Sebastian got a headache from watching this movie. He said, he goes, it gave me a headache. I just felt fucking awful after watching this movie. (laughs) So that's how we both felt. And uh, I know I don't want to take anything away from your, you know, your love of this movie. Um, I just didn't get into it. And you no, know, normally practical effects, you know, I'm, I'm all in. I want to see movies with more practical effects. I don't, I don't necessarily hate digital effects. They, they have, you know, great place. I mean, things like the Lord of the Rings, you would never have those massive battles and the exactly. army looked amazing. Um, right. You wouldn't have that without digital effects. So you know, they, they have their place, especially if they're done well. Um, mm-hmm. But the physical uh, your practical effects in this movie, um, you know, while entertaining, and I can't take anything away from the, the costumes are actually really cool in this movie. As much as they look like Power Ranger costumes, some of these um, are really just funny to look at and they were they were done well. Um but I just could not get into this movie. It was just too, too annoying and, and dumb. You need further viewings, man. You no, have to take I it don't. In. You have to absorb it, man. You have to absorb it. I'll tell you. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. One is enough. Not, I, I can't revisit it. Um, uh, no. <laughs> you know what it is? I... I um, the thing is with cult movies nowadays, I think because uh, like when we when we were growing up, we had, you know, HBO or, you know, cable and they mm. constantly keep repeating the same movies constant. Right. And so you'd sit and watch them, you know, and that you keep watching them over and over and over until you you remember the lines, you know? Yeah. 
Ghostbusters could, you know, we could just oh my god, yeah, shoot out the lines that you know any Schwarzenegger movie, you know, mm-hmm. all these movies, you could just bounce out the uh, the lines and uh, you know without a problem. But now we live in times where there's so much stuff to watch that and and you don't repeat it like you know there's just so much to watch that you watch it and and then you kind of forget and you don't watch it again but so it's kind of difficult i think for modern movies to become cult movies i think with cult movies just require repeated viewing you know even when napoleon dynamite came out it was still you didn't have all this online, you know. You didn't have Netflix and I think yeah, Netflix at that point was still physical media. Yeah, you yeah. still got discs from Netflix at that point. Uh, exactly, and so you ended up watching it a couple of times, and that's why you know movies say that tend to sink in. But now I think there's it's just so much, and so. I don't know if uh, uh, Psycho Gorman is going to become a you know cult classic because I just don't know if, if that's possible anymore. I thought, for example, that uh, the film version of uh, What We Do in the Shadows is cult worthy because I thought that was an excellent movie. I thought it was quotable. It had some phenomenal scenes. It was hilarious, you know. Yeah. But I, it's just it's been out for a couple of years now, and I don't see people referencing it often you know but and i think the show i think is even more hysterically funny i think it's i think the tv show is funnier and they develop the characters exactly i think it it is very funny i i I like the show a lot i i actually thought that i I like the movie a little more regardless um Mm -hmm. i mean i i guess he could sort of uh Maybe with TV shows like with uh, The Office, for example, that that's constantly being, you know, you always see memes and quotes and stuff like that. Where, right. where it, you know, but I it, nowadays it's just not as as easy for a movie or or a show to become as as quotable as cult like. You know, yeah. no, I I agree with that. And I didn't really look at it in those terms because when I'm talking to, you know, other friends or we're discussing these types of things, we always revert back to, you know, movies that we were obsessed with, like Escape from New All York. All the time. I've seen that movie hundreds of times. You know, even when I was a kid, I saw Excalibur in the theater and then they put it on HBO and we saw it again and again. And then to the point All the where time. I think in or 82, we got a VHS um, and then we started, you know, with blank tapes, we started recording stuff from HBO or even just from regular television. Um, and then we would watch it over and over and over. Um, so we became obsessed and it became part of our DNA. And I think you're right. Maybe there's just so much content. There's so much stuff to be exposed to that. It's really, you know, a, a rare occurrence when a movie really attaches itself to you and you feel like you need to watch it again and again and again. Um, Especially also like on, on TV, on cable, they repeated it and there was nothing else to watch. So you sat and watched it. And yeah. if it's a movie that you liked, it was so funny. It was so good. You just watched it over and over again. Yeah. And that was just it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but nowadays, first of all, you get to choose when you want to watch things, you know? Right. 
And so um, whenever you want to sit and watch something, you're like, nah, let me watch something new that I haven't seen before. Yep. So it doesn't have that repetition for to create a cult, you know, type, mm -hmm. type movie. Yeah. I mean, I own The Witch, but if it's on TV I'm, and I happen to be flipping through channels, I'll watch it again. And I've seen it in the theater and I've seen it, you know, a couple of times after that, but then there are people like, Oh, what's a good movie I should watch. And I'm like, Oh, watch the witch. And, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, discussing it with them. And then to the point where uh, I just kind of turned myself on to it again and I'll put it on, you know, cause it just, it, that, uh, hereditary. And, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a list of movies in the last 10 years that I will watch again and again and again. Um, that I just, you know, feel like there's that they have such um, they have such things to say that, yeah. um, you know, that uh, they I feel like I need to see it again. Um, and Anna Taylor Joy, I love her. I think she is whatever she has done. Um, I just I can't get enough of, of watching her on screen. Um, so I think regardless of the character she's playing, she just is so interesting. So, you know, you, sometimes you get lucky and it's like. There's, there's actors in it that just knock it out of the park and you know the, that coupled with the what the, you know the content of the film you just you know it speaks to you right um, and I wish I liked this movie because it has those types of elements where you where you know I think it's it's so stupid and over the top normally I would have been all in on it but I just I was so I was so annoyed and put off by it. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to trash anyone's work. Like we said in, our, in some of our original episodes, you know, we we want to want, you know, talk about movies that we saw that meant something or at least were fun. Um, and I don't want to trash anyone's work because I know firsthand how hard it is to get your ideas and put them, you know, you know, record them and film them and get, you know, it, it's a, it's a difficult process. Um, so I, I, and the practical effects and, and how they uh, achieve that stuff. I can't even imagine what the budget is on this movie. Um, but let me see if we can mm. find it. I don't know what the budget is. Um, I don't even know if it says it. So, oh, and the, the gross of this film <laughs> they grossed mm. only 78,000 uh, worldwide. Um, wow. So it doesn't really say what the budget is, but the budget, they blew their wad on the, on the practical effects. I mean, you just seeing that kid turn into a giant brain. Ah, that was so great, man. That was, I think for me, that was probably the funniest yeah. scene. And then, you know, the, then this kid is just a brain for the rest of his life. You know? <laughs> And the mother and father are eating dinner and the kid's a brain. Just a massive. And that's, know. I mean, that's how they end the movie. It's just yeah. them eating dinner and the kid's just sitting there and he's a brain that he's eating. And, <laughs> I and thought that was, that was great, man. That was just That was hilarious. the funniest part of the movie. And the, and the parents are just like, eh. you know, they're just eating. Yeah. They, yeah. And their kid is turned into some creature, but uh, they're, they're determined to just keep it moving. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's, and then obviously, you know, the the, the character of Mimi at the end, they're like, um, you know, she makes a deal with Psycho Gorman. 
she was like, all right, you know, right. just go ahead and, uh, you know, I'm going to give you back your, you know, your thing. Just don't kill Crystal. Me. Right. Yeah. She's like, don't, don't just don't kill us, you know? And they're like, yeah. not just us, you know, it's, it's the whole family. What about the, what about the planet? You know, she's like, oh yeah, I guess. All right. And of course, right. I think he, I think he ignores that. And once he gets his powers back, he starts laying waste to yeah, different he becomes, neighborhoods. It becomes huge. It becomes this like Godzilla character and just starts blasting everything. Yeah. It's fantastic. Is it though? Oh, it is. It really is. <laughs> It was, I'm telling you, man, it was just so, like, all right. I'll watch it again. Yeah. I'll watch it again, and I'll just, uh, I'll I'll give it another shot. And maybe I was just expecting something different, Um, but I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll watch it again. I just, you know what, what, what part, like, for example, I don't know why it just stuck in my head. There were so many over-the-top things, and this is the least over-the-top, but for some reason, I just thought it was so silly, is that they free him, right? And then he starts talking to them and then, you know, he's speaking English and he's like, oh, you speak uh, the dialect of the blah, 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 you know, how primitive, you know, how convenient that he happens to speak that same language, you know, and it's English and it happens to be derived from some galactic language just to get the story going. It was just so ridiculous. But for me, I I just found that so amusing. It was so silly. And and that's the thing. It's like with this movie is it just makes fun of itself so, so mm-hmm. much. And then at one point, you know, they start a band. It's like this punk band and he's playing drums and stuff. I, I saw that. I was I was in tears, man. It was hilarious. It was just so ridiculous. I did and, find and that. I, I, I found that funny, too. I, you know, like, you know how I am, though. I'm like, I, I can't bring myself to to laugh at this you know what i mean like i'm so right. fucking annoyed right now like i don't want to admit the things that were funny but you know yeah th- they were funny See, this movie is more funny than it is you know anything else but you're right well, i mean, I mean that's, it, it doesn't yeah, take it's a straight comedy yeah it doesn't know. take itself seriously at um, all what i um it's gory as fuck i mean if you if people oh, like yeah. gory movies this movie is gory and you can't get over you know some of the scenes like the, some of the the things that they're doing um in this movie is is great and the final battle um it, it just kind of left me a little you know it fell flat i think it, it, I'll, I'll i'll give that i mean it was kind of like uh i think the whole thing with the the family got a little too carried away um the yeah. thing is with this movie for me what i noticed yeah, there were some parts where, like, the, the little girl got a little too annoying, right? Yeah. But right before it got to the point where you're like, all right, I want to, you know, kick this kid, you know, through a goalpost or something like that, they, they just pull away and something else would happen, you know? So, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, some stuck with, like, it was just on the wavelength with this movie. Just hit yeah. me. I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've seen. Maybe it was the year. right movie at the right time for you, but maybe it was <sighs> the wrong movie at the right time. Or at the wrong time. So. Maybe, man. I, I don't know. Maybe. I'll give it, for your sake, I will, I will give it another watch. All right. So okay. Give me, uh, rate this movie for me. What's your, what's your uh, rating on this? How many of uh, what are those uh, power crystals or whatever that thing he had on his? Uh, I man, 
out of five, dude, I, I got to give it like a four and a half, man. Oh my for, god! For, for what it because of for what it is for what this movie is. I mean, look, it's not Kubrick for God's sakes, you know. But right. it's just it was just a fun roller coaster ride for me. It was just so silly and ridiculous, and I, I was just sitting there laughing. I just had a great time. All great right. time, man. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah. Yeah. And at first I was yeah. like a half a star just to bust your balls. And then I was thinking, I'm like, no, you know, the practical effects and there were some funny scenes and for what for what they were attempting to accomplish with this, regardless of the annoying kids in this movie. Um, yeah. And fuck, I mean, and then later on towards the beginning of the third act, the parents become equally as annoying. And and then the whole family dynamic goes off the rails and. I was just like, I just want everyone to be killed in this movie already. I want everyone to die. And, uh, you know, you know, like even the good guys in this movie are morally. There's not a single character with any redeeming qualities other than the poor, innocent kid that was turned into a brain. Like That's it. Yeah. And maybe the two cops that come to stop Psycho Gorman right. is allow the cops to be killed. You know, at least one of them is killed off. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like enough is enough. So oh, I give straight it a two, the, and I think I'm being generous. The cop with his eyes just constantly rolling back in his eyes. Yeah. Just hilarious, man. I don't know. Just I'll tell you something about that movie either. just hit a, hit a chord with me. I was just like, all right, this is just hilarious. I was sitting there laughing out loud as I was watching the movie. It was just so right. ridiculous. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. All right, so there you have it, folks. Psycho Gorman. Um, it's a crazy ass, um, off the rails ride. It's a, it's sci-fi, but it's gory. And if you don't mind, uh, kind of a low budget goodness, uh, practical effects, which I think most you know fans of these type of genre films are gonna dig. Um, watch it yourself, see what you think. I mean, there's there's you know plenty of people out there that would look at this uh, at face value and, and, and find it, you know, extremely hilarious. Um, and like I said, there are scenes in this, like, I'm just looking at this, you know, insane murderous alien playing drums or, or looking at um, like a Playgirl magazine or something and seeing a guy with a, you know, naked from the waist up and suddenly he's titillated and turned on by it, you know? Um, it's just so fucking absurd. Um, I love absurd. <laughs> so there you have it. Psycho Gorman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Got anything else for us? What are we, what are we talking about next? Uh, I don't know, man. Is there anything good coming out? Oh, uh, how about that? Um, oh, that movie that was uh, set, I think, like in World War II up in the sky. Something like Cloud... Uh, Shadow on the Cloud or something like that. Oh, I haven't Chloe, seen it. Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can check that out. Is it a science sci-fi movie? That was, that was written by um, John Landis's son. Max Landis, who Max Landis is also off the rails. That guy just fucking lost his mind. Um, yeah. and it's too bad because if you ever um, get a chance, and I recommend this, Trailers from Hell um and their podcast I, um, I used to watch that 
Yeah, Trails from Hell, they're fantastic. I've been into them for about five years now. Um, and the podcast, um, you know, it's 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 a great it's a great podcast too. So check them out. Um, but yeah, that's how I first found out about Max Landis because he was talking about some movies. One was like um uh, Gremlins, he was talking about Terminator and a bunch of other movies, and he's equally as entertaining as his old man. And uh but then I found out about the recent uh you know abuse yeah, yeah abuse allegations it's, that yeah that, real nasty real nasty yeah which is a shame too so but yes yeah. so all right well we that's definitely uh could be on the agenda we'll have to check that out yeah yeah i uh, the trailer looked pretty good so i'm like all right i gotta definitely give this a shot and okay. i like chloe grace moretz she's, she's really oh yeah uh, great uh screen presence absolutely all right there you have it folks check it out um, check it out i'm gonna have to try and check it out again so we'll see what happens sweet all right thanks for joining cinema slaughter we'll talk to you guys soon peace out later